does this make me gay? I was at the mall, right? And uh, some guy saw me. He was like, oh, Kev Hart, what up, man? Yo, I'm a big fan. I love you, dude. Funny as hell. Keep doing you, man. Swear to God. Funny. Mm, and I caught it. Does that make me gay? There is a chorus of opinion that believes that you've made this change because it's easier to be an elite athlete. Maybe it's bad out there. Say, what's in this no drink? Caps to be had out there. I wish I knew how. Your eyes are like stars right break now. This spell. Hi, I thought it might be fun to see me throwing up in a public bathroom. <laughs> Welcome to Last Night Earth. My name is Lex Jordan, as always, and Franklin Matt Ralston. Matt is in the midst of a binge-watching all of the Hollywood Awards season-nominated films. Naturally, he's only watching the gay-themed movies, but the joke's on him because that's every single nominated movie. <laughs> I went th- briefly through the list of nominated like Golden Globe films. Mm. Man, it's like if you're—it's just like if you're gay, those are all your movies. The one kid, uh, I shouldn't say kid. I think he's like 20 now. Who was in Manchester by the Sea? I'm yes, spacing Lu- Lucas, on his Lucas, Lucas Hedges. Yes. So he played a gay guy in like four movies in a row. <laughs> yes. And then he does like an interview with Terry Gross, and he's like, "Yeah, I think I'm like probably gay." And it's like, "Oh, really? Well, let us know if you're not, because you only play a gay guy really well." Interestingly enough, he played the uh, super the heterosexual guy in Manchester by the Sea, who was banging multiple girls. Yeah, but, but he, it was so unconvincing. Yeah, it was. It was very unconvincing. <laughs> it was like <laughs> he was I mean, he was a real renaissance man um, in that movie. You know, he was in a band. He played hockey. Yes. And he was like a womanizer and, and, and an orphan and an orphan <laughs> yes. and, a, and a dick and a dick. Um, but uh, yeah, he kind of just came off as a as a gay uh, theater kid. I thought you meant a Timothy Chalamet. Is that how you pronounce his name? Uh, yeah. He's also like in four nominated movies. Right, he was the one with the Arnie he was in Lady Bird. Yeah, he was also he was the one in uh, the gay movie last year with Arnie Hammer, where they had the peach scene. Oh right, uh, Call Me by Your Name. Yeah, he was like the young twink. Yes, uh, he's always sugar a, sugar boy. He plays straight sometimes, but he's also and there was a big piece on him this uh, past week saying is Timothy Chalamet the future of male acting or the the a- male actor of his time. I thought yeah, he's completely gay. So <laughs> he's completely non-threatening, non-toxic, masculine. There's no masculinity whatsoever to him. Tiny, tiny, skinny, little. I don't know if he's gay or not, but totally gay-looking dude. Yeah. So I guess he is kind of a side of the male time, male like early twenty-something male times. Yeah. Just completely non-threatening as a ma- as a man. So uh, this week's show is sponsored by Charlie Sheen, celebrating one year sober. Oh, it may not seem like much to you, but the, to the hookers he filled up with AIDS, the people he nearly, nearly killed on the roads, the marriages and lives and women he ruined and or beat or shot, and the doctor's time he wasted with endless trips to the emergency rooms for cocaine overdoses, it's a big day. Charlie Sheen celebrating one year sober. Let's be honest. We kind of rooted against him. <laughs> uh, he had to pull out his chip. He's got his AA chip for one year. So he's one year, one year clean and sober after How long has 30, he had 30 years. years? Uh, well, I, we, a couple I years. Well, at least I think 2011 or so is when he said he got it. So he got the the high five and was like, yeah, I think I'm going to, you know, party for another five years. Or yes. So. <laughs> well, he did the arthritic goat's milk in Mexico, I remember. But then there were the girls who were crying, all the, pr- the few prostitutes who were crying because 
he'd had unprotected sex with them, I think, after he was HIV positive. Yeah. And he claimed that he didn't give them, uh, they couldn't prove it. I don't know exactly what happened. He paid a lot of money to a lot of people. But it was freaky times for a lot of, I mean, well, they were all porn stars, but freaky times for porn stars. Yeah. Well, they yeah, the porn stars weren't too happy about it because I'm assuming they don't really care if they uh, get AIDS or not. But really? They, I think that's they want to be compensated accordingly. That's a big, that's a big assumption. Well, the price, if really? you don't want to get AIDS, do you really do, you know, like uh, anal gangbang scenes? Well, I'll say this. It's it's one of the very few businesses, like uh, occupations I can think of where you when you do get AIDS, you can't work anymore. Yeah. You're not allowed to work. You're not allowed to be HIV positive work to work. Well, that's why if he gave AIDS to whatever, you know, token porn star, she she would have that as a as a court case. Like she would be compensated for all the work she made. Oh, uh, so you think it's like a like a golden parachute. Yeah. So <laughs> she's like, you know, no more Mandingo. And like, I'm going to get AIDS anyhow. I might as well get AIDS and get paid a lot of money. Yeah, I'm going to die of cynical, AIDS regardless. That's a very cynical. So it could either be in a basement or in Cancun. Stormy Daniels is doing okay. We're going to talk about her later. Uh, that's a very cynical view of how porn stars think what it may be. I, I think I feel like they think more like, what can I steal from his house? <laughs> like, like well, like, can I get his car when he's wasted and doesn't realize he's handing the title over to me? <laughs> so I'll give it to my pimp. Uh, Charlie Sheen is, is actually probably the most amazing person to still be a al- story to still be alive after what he's done to himself. It's quite yeah. incredible that he's it just makes this world makes no sense that like good people have died in the last 20 years while Charlie Sheen is like overdosed on cocaine a dozen a dozen times gotten gotten AIDS and driven his car off of many cliffs and is still somehow alive and been very well compensated for showing up to set high yes in, in crappy Chuck Lorre productions and not that any actor could have done that not being very better. talented at. he's not a horrible actor but he's not a good actor well, he's not great to begin with but if you factor in that he's been doing cocaine and crack all night and then yes. showing up on set He's, you know, he's there, no, there are probably some actors that can pull that off. He's no, he's no Christian Bale. No, he's not like a super high maintenance guy who's also a talented actor. He's just a super high maintenance guy that can deliver a one liner. <laughs> yeah, but he looks like a crackhead, yes, and he's he playing does. like a. I don't know what his character was on Two and a Half. He was like a lascivious guy, which kind of worked a little bit. Yeah, but he wasn't supposed to be a crackhead who got no. fucked by male trannies. <laughs> no, that's. I don't think so. He was so. supposed to be like I only he drank the a first few season. beers every I only night. I saw the first season. I don't know. <laughs> it was he was all I know is he was such such a horrible person that that kid actor and the thing became like a born again. <laughs> like imagine <laughs> that. Like you're you're growing up on set with Charlie Sheen and he's such a horrible influence on you that you just be, you're either gonna die from like drugs yourself or become a born again. That's how bad that's how bad he was. Right. Like you're so just you're so as a, like a twelve year old you're so personally disgusted by him you turn to Jesus just to, for self for salvation. And then they replace him with Ashton Kutcher, and <laughs> then he just <laughs> like, where do you go from there? Like, is that worse? Like, now do I join a cult? Like, I don't understand those TV. Sh- I don't know who watches those TV shows. I don't understand. I see him in the doctor's office sometimes. Yeah. So I watch for like five minutes, and I don't understand how I- people watch that. I mean, I just don't understand. There's nothing. I mean, if you were, I see if you're an elderly person, geriatric, like in an old person's home, you have it on because you just can't turn the TV off, or in prison maybe. Yeah. But I don't know who goes like uh, who like wants to watch that like who doesn't think they have better even better much better tv options i mean aren't there theories that it's just on like someone watches a certain show and then the tv's still on or something yeah i'm not sure for that show or like uh, so this year i looked at the top tv shows of 2018 big bang theory was again the top tv show of the year Mm -hmm. have you ever seen big bang theory (laughs) um 
Yeah, but I'm getting it confused with Modern Family. Big Bang is the one with the uh, uh, Kaylee Cuoco and the nerds living in the, the science nerds living in the apartment or whatever with Jim Parsons and uh, maybe you know, I haven't Matt seen Matt Galecki and, and what's her name? The ugly girl from Blossom. I think I've seen a few minutes <laughs> yeah, of it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Although I will say this. There is not a single comedy on TV that is worse than uh, Two Broke Girls. That is <laughs> that is absolutely. Uh, sometimes that I, I just turn the TV on. It's on because on some channel uh, someone else in the house leaves the TV on and I watch like TBS or something. And I'll watch for like a few minutes, and it's just so yeah, I was ho- it is so un- unfunny. I don't understand it. They just add the laugh track to like bad Chelsea Handler jokes, basically. Yeah, I saw a few minutes. Of th- that's the one where they're waitresses, right? Yeah, uh, the, the girl, cat, deading, the girl with the big breasts. And the they other were girl. doing these jokes that were kind of like it was it, it was one scene where they were doing gossiping in the in the restaurant, and they were doing they weren't even jokes. No. Like they weren't jokes, no. and then there was the laugh track. But their jokes were sort of like reaffirming positive things about minorities. Like they were kind of like statements delivered as if they were a joke, but there was no punchline. And I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Like <laughs> I, I watched it for two minutes, and and I, I was just I it was, was angry. For, I got pissed. I was pissed too. It's not, I think it was on for four or five seasons. It's just not. I mean, you have to be just moronic to wa- sit there and watch that show for half an hour. It's simply not funny, and there's so many good shows and funny shows on on cable and streaming. Yeah, that why would you possibly just want to watch? Do you ever like meet the people? And for me, it's usually uh, women, just because I don't I don't hang out with that many guys that I don't know because I'm not trying to fuck guys. Good point. Um, as far as we know, and so, <laughs> so I, a lot of chicks will be like, "Yeah, I love a uh, you know insert show." Like, I know it's terrible, but it's just my thing, and I'm like. Well, then you're lame. Yes. Uh, if you know it's terrible, why? Uh, well, it's their point. It's their porn. I get it. That it's, I get it's a, it's an alternative to porn for women. But then it's so like women. Uh, Ellen announced she's going to be retiring. And like yeah. all these women on social media started like crying, basically. They really <laughs> they were like, what am I going to do? Ellen, don't leave. Also, I thought first I thought I always think, OK, that's fucking stupid. Then I realized it's just it's their porn. So it's like porn going away. How attached the guy is to porn. <laughs> Right. So I don't judge them for that. But two and a broke girls is not the same thing as Ellen. Ellen has a emotional connection these women have with her. Two broke girls is just very mediocre one liner sets to a loud laugh track. Yeah. That there's no way you have any emotional or, you know, sentimental investment in that or the people they're acting. They're not even real people. Ellen, at least you feel like I know the real Ellen. She's just like me. I wish she was my sister or my best friend. Yeah. The, the sitcom doesn't even offer that. So you're just judging on the quality of its humor. And it's fucking well. Fucking Friends horrible. was kind of like that because I think I never thought Friends was funny, although certain people argue otherwise. But that was like a fantasy. I think a lot of women and some and guys have. It's like I live with my friends, yes. and we hang out all after the time. college. We still live together, yeah, and have sex. So I, I kind of get that. But the two broke girls is like two. I, honestly, well, they're they're broke <laughs> girls. Like that doesn't seem like a real fantasy that I'd want to no. vicariously live through. No. So. It's just, and you think about any given barista show now on Netflix, it's probably 10 times funnier <laughs> than that show. Uh, do not forget to become a patron of the show. Uh, Patreon.com, last four and last men on earth. You know, Patreon.com has been uh, recently uh, deplatforming people. I don't know if, you've, if you saw those stories. Uh, I didn't. They're taking off uh, conservative, I guess. Oh, good. I know one guy. I hope they took off. <laughs> You're I'm not even going to say You're big name. for deplatforming? You're against the first... Uh, I used <laughs> You're to not a big First Amendment guy? We used to hang out with this comedian guy that uh, 
he turned into like a huge white nationalist oh, dude, yeah. but he's he's killing it on Patreon. Yeah, but I mean, don't you believe underline that he has a right to be on Patreon? <laughs> like, if people want to subscribe to him. Oh, um, it it depends on how wow. aggressively you're spreading hate. No, I mean, well, I I, sp- I suppose if you're like if you're inciting violence, yes. But I mean, if you're just like a big Trump fan or something like that. I mean, well, no, you shouldn't be kicked off. It's that. just, it's just kind of I mean, deplatforming people has to be like, you have to, uh, to me to deplatform somebody, especially when it's the, where they make their money from. You got to have some really hard evidence that they're actually causing some damn real damage to people. Cause by the way, absolutely nobody has to listen to your show. No, I agree. But if like, well, where's the line? Like maybe Richard Spencer, I could see deplatforming that guy. Yes. Yes. It was actually because not only not only people don't have to listen to your channel, they actually have to pay, sign up and pay to listen to your channel. Right. So how can they say I'm really offended by this content I signed up for and paid for? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, but go to patreon.com forward slash men on earth. Maybe we'll get deplatformed. That'd be great publicity. Uh, thanks to all your patrons. Get on the shit now before it disappears. We'll, we'll take the white nationalists who have uh, been deplatformed. <laughs> come, come to our show. We can we can do a segment each week on how much we hate minorities. I, w- I would do that for some of those big, big dollar things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you wish to contact the show, it's on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or Facebook also at Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. <laughs> Matt, you are a huge fan of uh, Australian handball. Do you know the rules of handball, by the way? Uh, vaguely. I mean, it, it's basically basketball, but you don't dribble and you throw the ball into a soccer net. Does that sound about right? <laughs> I have no idea. That sound. I mean, I think in in the Olympics, I always see the Chinese. It's always Chinese people doing it, and it seems to be like it seems to be like a sport that you did. You're probably familiar with this in grade school when it was too cold or wet outside to do PE, mm. and so like your PE coach would make up stupid games inside the auditorium. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a good. <laughs> You're allowed to throw, and they always have these arbitrary rules. Like you can throw to him, but you can only throw once, and he has to throw to somebody yeah, else. We had like a special. Our gym teacher was a huge jock, so we we just played dodgeball. Nice. Um, <laughs> no rules about head. We we had like whatever ball. So if we only had like we had a volleyball net, but we no one had a volleyball, so we had a football. So it was like you got to throw the football over the net. Someone has to catch it. They can give one pass to somebody else. They have to throw it to somebody. It was just like it's real fun. We did have a lot of equipment so it's like right. and they, then they always pretend like it was a real game like <laughs> oh yeah this is a uh, volley football uh it's been played for a long time but honestly no stupider than handball which seems to be sort of like lacrosse without sticks and a bigger ball like yeah. you pass it you pass it and I, i've never understood like in those games can you tackle somebody or how do you steal the ball from somebody i don't know i i also don't know why the u.s doesn't field a team because stupid sport there's a bunch of sports that are called handball. I'm assuming this is w- the same one I'm thinking of, but, um, you know, like a, a college basketball team could demolish the rest of the world. You think so? In handball? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I, I thought mean, it's short, like short Asian people. They have like a three, they have like a line that's like a three point line, basically, that you can jump over. And as long as you you take off behind the line, your, your shot counts. So there's guys that could just oh I see what you're run saying. and you know yes. ju- like a free throw line dunk, and that uh, reminds me, Matt, of your uh, awesome dart idea. It's the same exact <laughs> idea. <laughs> I don't think it was ever ever agreed upon by the Dart Association. Well, legal. those fat motherfuckers, they can't conceive of someone jumping because <laughs> in the Dart handbook manual or manual rules, yes. I looked it up. And it doesn't specify that you can't jump over the line. <laughs> so it's not like bowling. There's no fault line. No, there's not. So I was like, you know, I did a long jump in high school 
I get enough speed, I run and, and I essentially place the dart yes. in the bullseye while in the air. And this really pisses off dart people. Have you tried it? Yeah. Oh, it works? Uh, well, the place I was at, I didn't get a, a good running start because yeah. it was in a small room. Um, Did you win like a free bag of peanuts after this or was there an argument over it? Um, there were some dart people on Reddit that were like, this guy's an idiot. That was about <laughs> it. I think that was I think that was me. Uh, so uh, Hannah Mounty used to be I don't know what Hannah Mounty's name used to be, but there's a oh, it was um, it seems to be Australia, by the way, with all this is happening. Hannah used to be a guy, someone someone Mounty, uh, who was a male uh, handball player and a big fella at that at six two hundred six two two hundred twenty pounds. Calum Calum Mounty. Yeah, and sh- and he was in he was not just a big guy. He was on a the big handball Olympic. Yes. He was an elite male handball player. Yes. What, I mean, national we, team. We would have made fun of just that. <laughs> but then Caleb at 62220 decided to become a woman and is now kicking ass in women's handball in Australia, which I guess in, in that Pacific region in South, southern China and that area is really big. Mm-hmm. Taiwan, China, the Singapore, whatever all these places have big hand. It's a big handball thing. Australia's in that league. And so now Hannah, who is, oh, a good eight inches and 80 pounds bigger than everybody else, is dominating what's a fairly, it's not like tackle football, but it's a fairly physical sport based on the photos that we've seen. Yeah, there's a lot of jumping into people. Jumping into people. Shoulder tackles. Grabbing, bear hugging type uh, things. Yeah. And uh, uh, she won, uh, Hannah Monsey is dominating, won the LGBTQ Sports Person of the Year Award uh, in Australia. And so here's my question, Matt. Not only do I love looking at the photos because Hannah previously Caleb is just more way more enormous than every other woman and by the way I don't know if you know this but there's a weight limit for women's handball oh that Hannah is suing to get rid of because <laughs> Hannah had to lose uh, uh, I think it was 225 <laughs> had to drop weight to make the, make the weight limit because normally you think okay women's handball what's the weight limit 225 that's not gonna affect anybody except for an obese woman who can't play handball right because your, your handball ladies are probably running about 120 and so Hannah had to sue, is suing to get rid of the weight limit, calling it sexist or transphobic because it prevents presumably large men who become women from playing women's handball. Well, having a weight limit, I mean, they should get rid. No sport, competitive team sport should have a weight limit. I mean, uh, it's either you're too fat and slow to play or you can play. I think it's probably designed to stop men from becoming women <laughs> who are huge <laughs> and playing women's handball. So literally, uh, Hannah... It's like the Kareem dunk rule. Like yes. They, yes. they made this rule as soon as Caleb started to... <laughs> well, no, uh, she, couldn't, she couldn't play last year. She wasn't allowed to play last year because she weighed too much. So she was out for a season, her first season, and then she had to drop like 15 pounds to, to weigh in. So there was a hormonal level. She had a problem reaching the hormone level, and then also at the same... Uh, coordinate with that was her weight limit. So there's a, a amount of estrogen you have to have in your body, and then there's a weight limit. And the weight limit, right, doesn't make any sense, but I think it was just to stop her from being the fucking Godzilla of, of women's handball. Yeah. Uh, but here's a question. So, I mean, the feminists are really in a, in a quandary here because feminists are for women's sports, Title IX, opportunities for women that, don't, that men can't invade the space of women. Women need special protection, special rules, special games, uh, special teams, all that kind of stuff, which I think at this point most people have agreed is at least okay. Mm. But now you have giant men like Kayla Mouncey becoming Hannah and dominating female sports. And eventually in college, they're going to take f- female uh, scholarships. They're going to you know, stop women from being able to win gold medals or compete. There's that the Australian weightlifter who was a guy who became a female weightlifter who's just winning everything. So I think 
fucking women are like feminists are going to come up against trans activists in the fucking battle of the ages very soon. Yeah, I mean, because I've said all along, there is a lot of money to be made, and if you're a poor guy in in Watts, and you know you're good enough to play D two basketball, but you know you're not good enough to play overseas or make the NBA, uh, you can easily make the WNBA by calling yourself Sarah. Yes, and although this will really happen if they allow if the WNBA gets its way, it gets paid more. <laughs> right now they get paid so shitty. No one's right. gonna want. No one's gonna want to spend a hundred thousand on surgery for a uh, fifty thousand dollars salary. Yeah, but you're right. At least, in, and uh, even if, even if they have earnest intentions, even if like Caleb really felt trapped in a man's body, and became a woman, he's still a woman with male muscle, previous male muscle mass, male muscle memory, all these other things we went through. That like men who become women have advantages over athletically over women. Yeah, like bone density is a big one. Bone density, and you can only take the estrogen only does so much to counterbalance that. So and, and they still, by the way, at the end, six two two six two two twenty. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, he's a giant man who's taken some estrogen, but th- that's like take the inverse of that. So if LeBron James had been, uh, you know, weaned on estrogen his whole life, and and then all of a sudden for the next two years he started taking testosterone, would he be LeBron James or would he look like Chris Tucker? You know, uh, it's obviously like. <laughs> to, to act like you just in this last year or I guess for, for Hannah a few years ago started with the estrogen it's like dude you were a giant yes. hulking man yeah, that's a big guy it's an NFL uh, you know average NFL sized guy it's not like you were I think you say it's not like you were born a boy then early in your life you began estrogen treatments and hormonal treatments and surgeries and became a girl by 12 and you played girl sports and came up as a girl that'd be different but I, I just look at the way girls throw yeah <laughs> we all know girls can't throw they just can't throw a football or a baseball properly right it's because of just the whole anatomical makeup of women that you cannot throw a baseball or football like a guy can so if a guy is 25 and he's been throwing a baseball or football or handball and australian handball and then all of a sudden he becomes a woman after all those years of throwing and running and jumping like a guy they have a huge advantage over the women who still are throwing with their elbow and not their shoulders for whatever reason. Yeah. And I mean, I guess in the U.S., maybe outside of the Olympics, just there is not a women's sport that anyone cares about whatsoever. No. Um, but maybe like UConn women's basketball is in Tennessee, I think, are always on TV when they have nothing else to show. So if that team uh, was taken over by, you know, guys calling themselves women, or, or, or guys who identified as women. Yes. They're, st- they're obviously still going to be the best players by far if they play basketball. Yeah, because why else would you, unless you're a really good male athlete, why would you become a female athlete all of a sudden when you became a woman? Right. They're all former athletes. You're seeing this. And like I think you said, it's not a large number of people, obviously, yet. And it may even never become a huge number of people. But it will be the best people on the team. And they will get the most media attention. And they will win the Sports Person of the Year awards and the gold medals. So, yeah. I mean, there's that, that girl, Meg, Meg, whatever her name was, down in Texas, who winning all the wrestling matches. Right. So, it's not like they're going to, yes, there may not be a lot of them, but they're not going to be, like, coming 85th. They're going to come in first, so there's yeah. going to be an issue. Well, and obviously, it's trending upwards. Like, people being, you know, raised and growing up right now are, are a lot more likely to think that uh, they are... Act that they have gender dysphoria yes. and and that you know twenty percent of people are simply born into the wrong body or however you want to like phrase that cosmically 
because Hannah, um, <laughs> see, I had initially thought she was just gaming the system because there's always going to be people that do that, but it's just not going to be a significant number because most people have some semblance of pride or... Um, <laughs> well, also, you don't want to fuck up your entire well-being and body doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. for Not for Australian rules, Australian handball money. It's probably not huge. Right. But I, I'm just saying, like, there's people that are going to check the, a minority box on an application. Oh, hell yes. Like uh, Mindy Kaling's brother saying he's black and or, or uh, Elizabeth Warren, maybe. I always but put Hispanic, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> non Just because they always says no one checks, no one looks. This is just for, you know, secretive reporting or whatever. Yeah. I, just in case I put Latino. Yeah. Well, I'm like, <laughs> well, what do you need it for then, yes. by the way? But uh, it, when you listen to Hannah talk, who's actually the thing that really weirds me out is this is an intelligent, articulate person. Yes who believes something that is so insane and really believes it. Like this guy, Hannah, now now maybe a guy with more estrogen than most, really believes that because they, you know, changed their name and and took a few little steps that they are as much a woman <laughs> As the 110-pound chick who's guarding her. <laughs> They're tackling. I know. It's just, it is it is like LeBron going to play middle school and just dunking on everybody, right? I mean, yeah. that's just like the old, you know, like an Adam Sandler routine or Will Ferrell routine of just going to play like fifth graders and just dominating them in, in, their, in your face, yelling in your face over and over again. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, how can you, you can see the photos and, and we'll have some, uh, we'll post them. But like you can see, like, how can you feel good about yourself playing against somebody who's half your, half your size and a chick? If you might consider yourself born, you know, a woman and a man's trapped in a man's body. I don't it's, know. It's just not competitive. It's not competitive at all. And I predict that the next Olympics that see the, the rules are, are they're still trying to figure this thing out. And it's going to get a lot more murky uh, and, and a lot more uh, convoluted. But um, see, Russia and China, they treat their people like shit. Yes. So they're like, we don't really give a fuck. If you're embarrassed to be competing as a woman when you're clearly a guy, you're going to do that. Yeah. And you're going to say you identify as a woman and we're going to give you just enough estrogen to pass the test. Um, and, we, and we know they'll do that because they did the reverse with female athletes yes. before they forced them to take testosterone so they could win all the female competitions before their before the era of testing. Yeah. They forced those. They for I mean, you could look at all the sad documentaries. They forced those women to just funnel testosterone down their tubes so they could win all the weightlifting and strength competitions. Yeah. And it was, and you know, they all had horrible lives. They all became like manly after that, horrible lives and stuff like that. But you're right, they didn't give a shit. Yeah, and so now Russia's going to have all these, you know, dudes winning all the women's medals. <laughs> yes. And the feminists in this country are going to be like, huh, can't really say anything. Well, that's the that. issue, right? The feminists are like, so if you're a feminist, you have to be pro-transsexual -tr or transgender. I mean, that just goes. That's just sort of the club you're in. You can't be a, a, a female activist and be transphobic. That wouldn't fly. First of all, tran the trans activists are the most brutal activists in the entire country right now, so that wouldn't that wouldn't fly at all. Uh, but now you have these men becoming women and taking uh, potentially college scholarships, dominating uh, Olympic sports, dominating college sports, and you know uh, you hear this a lot now, starting to leak out. These women are, who are feminists are really angry about this. Yeah, but they're in a fucking rock and a hard place because they cannot say to Hannah Mouncey, you're not a real woman, you know? I mean, we protect women, but you're not a real woman. That would cause a huge risk. Well, that's what happened. Is it Wesleyan? Is that the all-female school? Yes. Is it, uh, I don't know if that's all-female. 
Wellesley. Wellesley, thank you. Yeah. Uh, the student government is being taken over entirely by uh, trans is women. It really? Yeah, <laughs> it's, awesome. it's just guys that were, <laughs> by the way, That's awesome. that were uh, guys in high school. Yes. So conceivably, you could be some hardcore lesbian at uh, that school, and the dude from the football team yeah. is now like the vice president of student affairs, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, and but you know they've painted themselves into this corner, so they're stuck. Although I can't imagine it. a sadder thing than changing be, being a transgender who wants to be on student council. No, it's <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> like at least at least Hannah Mounty is winning gold medals for the NFL. <laughs> like I became a woman, and now I'm vice president of the student council of Wellesley. <laughs> Uh, Matt, I want to talk about Kevin Hart. So Kevin Hart, somebody found old tweets from Kevin Hart, and they weren't that old, and he did kind of repeat some of the stuff where he made gay jokes. And I don't know if he, did he say faggot or not? I think he just made. Uh, I thought he said fag. Probably said fag a few times. He, the big one he mentioned was how if he came home, Kevin Hart said in 2011, if he came home and found his son playing with uh, girls' dolls, he would smash, a dollhouse, he would smash the dollhouse because he, he doesn't want a gay son. That's pretty. Uh, that's a bit of an overreaction. I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, he's but not he, wanting a gay son. But if your kid's playing with a dollhouse, does it? He's. I think he. Well, first of all, he it was that's during a joke. Right? It was during a joke, so okay. he's telling. He was telling a joke, <laughs> so he wasn't like, yeah, like on the Richard Spencer, uh, you know, or like his podcast, <laughs> like <laughs> sharing thoughts about how to be misogynist or homophobic. Right. It's just a joke, and you, you've seen enough. Well, you've seen all comedians, but you've seen enough black stand-up comedians to know that they do some pretty hardcore. Uh, racist stuff, first off, uh, cultural bigotry stuff, homophobia stuff. Um, before we were taping, I was talking about uh, seeing Eddie Murphy's Delirious again from 82, 83, his first big concert film, where he just goes off and faggot this, faggot that, fucking Mr. T up the ass, you faggot. It's real weird. <laughs> it's He's like, just saying faggot yes. and describing butt and fucking. And people are laughing, by the way. Well, actually, that is a, a track that they have on that. Like oh, really? He was basically performing to uh, a silent audience. Basically. I laugh. I mean, I laugh. I didn't laugh because what he was saying. I laughed just because Eddie Murphy and he's just fucking funny. The one joke where he said, maybe that was in Raw. He's apparently obsessed with this whole gay thing. Yes. Uh, and hence goes down to the donut shop yes. on Santa Monica. <laughs> yeah, right. Find a guy in a wig. He asked me 10 children. I'll give him that. But he said, uh, you know, the police are going to come. He makes it. He's like, woo, woo. And he's like, it won't be a siren. Just be a real faggot sitting yeah, on the car. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It is funny, but I think what people don't understand is like uh, the the craziest thing uh, uh, is that people don't understand how bigoted, uh, not just black people, but as a minority group, but black people, uh, minority groups are against other groups. Mm -hmm. There's some weird like progressive utopian idea that all minority groups stand together, like they're all like united somehow and like, you know, okay, maybe a lot of them hate Trump or they're, they're mostly dem they're mostly Democrats. But the idea of Latinos or Asian Americans or blacks or gays or whatever, that they all stand together in some big civil rights umbrella and therefore they're all genteel to each other and, yeah, and push for each other's rights. It's the stuff. white upper middle class, you know, means, you know, I vote Democrat lady with the bumper sticker on her car that all of her friends are rich white women and she, <laughs> she doesn't, uh, you know, yeah, just has no concept of how these people actually but there's no there's no reason to assume that anyone of any color or culture or background would be more or less racist or homophobic than any other group there's just there's less black people in this country than there are white people but by percentage there's just as many homophobic or bigoted black people as there are white, as there are white people 
Uh, and if you've ever spent well, that's probably more, it, well, even more perhaps. But I mean, but because they're a minority group, it's seen as like, well, you know, they're an oppressed group. Therefore, they have some license to to be a little more oppressive to other people. But the idea that I don't you, I mean, I'm sure, you know, black comics, they are just homophobic. Like, I mean, it's like I, just black people forgetting comics. Like when I hang around black friends or, or just hanging out, getting drinks, the gay jokes are just like, you know, there's a huge speaking of toxic masculinity. There's a huge like overcompensation in the black community as towards Matt. You can look at rap at rap and hip hop music and bitches and hoes and how many girls I'm banging and yeah. all sorts of shit like that. There's no not a single there couldn't be a gay rapper. I mean, it's, and then they have the age stats where age went through the black community because nobody was willing to admit that they were actually gay. Yeah. And yeah, sort of treating women like shit. And um, I don't know. Every every other black guy has the. He his his angle is I'm the not homophobic black guy. <laughs> yes, which is like it's a weird angle to take because that that does presume that you know most most of the people you know are homophobic. But it's like yeah, you know I had a gay cousin. We always knew he was gay since he was little. He used to play with the Barbies, and uh, you know no one ever killed him. That's basically <laughs> <laughs> I know right. I'm like, okay, well yeah, I, I don't think they're I don't think they're necessarily Matthew shepherding people. Yeah, you know I don't think there's maybe there's no you know they're not burning things or beating up gay people and things like that because there's just but there's almost no openly gay black I don't really know any openly gay black people. Uh, maybe at some high level celebrity or actor there is, but it just seems like in the urban in the urban community to admit you're gay is like it's just not it doesn't happen. It's just yeah. a it's completely down low. Yeah, I think you got to move, which is why in San Francisco, West Hollywood, um, you do see a lot of gay black guys because yes. I think a lot of gay black guys, uh, uh, sorry, a lot of gay white guys who live in Chicago simply continue living in the community. Whereas I feel these guys are like, I, I kind of got to get out just for my own peace of you mind. You can't be the gay, the, the black guy in Watts. You can't be the gay guy in Watts. No, I don't think you can. <laughs> really. Oakland. You can't be the gay guy in Oakland. No, no, not going to work. No, well, you can, but it's your life just kind of just yeah. a constant pain in the ass. You know, it's a shine. And I think a lot of it comes some of it comes from the masculinity of the culture, but also some of it comes from the religious background of the culture, which is deeply religious and have heavily Christian. Ironically, uh, the church basements is where a lot of them yes. do the fucking. Yes. Uh, I mean, at, at some point, circle. I mean, the, the AIDS rates were the highest in the black community of any other any other demographic in the country at one point. And they traced a lot of it to the fact that dudes who were, were getting married, who were gay and just going off and seeing gay dudes at the bus stop or the church basement and getting AIDS. And then they can't talk about it or see a doctor about it or admit that they have it because they're, they're down low. And then it just spreads to their wives and everybody else. Yeah. Um, Anyhow, that's the sad part. Kevin Hart <laughs> resigned. Uh, I wish he hadn't resigned. I mean, he wasn't actually forced to quit. He just resigned when they found these old tweets. And there's a couple more that came in 2015 where he made some gay jokes again. He clearly just doesn't like gay people, right? I mean, I don't think he, he's not going to punch a gay dude or like tell people to go beat up a gay dude or care if a gay dude moves next door. He's just going to be slightly bigger than tell gay jokes. I don't know. I, in his apology video, he said, uh, I was a. I like the way he handled it. Really? But, well, in that he was like, you know, I'm not going to apologize. I've already apologized. I've already addressed it. Oh, that part. Yeah. Yeah. I like that part. I don't like the bullshit when people go like, eh, I've grown. I was like, I was only 30 then. Like, I was 30. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, so does that mean that he used to be homophobic and now he's changed? <laughs> yeah. Or, like, because. Well, he says he's evolved. He says he's evolved in his thinking, which I think is probably people do evolve in their thinking, but not that much. Yeah. Not really that much. Not after 30. Well, he's in Hollywood. I mean, I don't know. You hide. You might hide it or learn not to. Trajectory at the time. He's from Philly, but 
he's been in Hollywood a while now. I'm sure half the people at CAA that he, you know, work for him are gay. And he, he's probably been, you know, like anyone who goes and hangs out with the people they hate usually changes their mind. I don't know if it, ch- it changes your if what you learn in Hollywood. I think if you're someone like that is that I can't say certain things mm-hmm. like I can't do gay jokes anymore. I can't say faggot. Things like that. Just like a guy would come here and not learn not to drop N-bombs or make black jokes now because it's just too controversial. Something like that. But f- between 30 and 40, I don't think you're, like, your composition of your, uh, you as a person changes. I think when he sees a gay dude walking by, a joke still hits him in the mind. <laughs> I wonder how many dicks that faggot takes up. Is that whatever it is, you know, that's inc- your inclination. Right. That doesn't change. There's no way that changes. You, just, you learn to modify your behavior for the industry or neighborhood you're in. I think you can learn acceptance. Really? I, I'm I'm pretty cynical, but I, I think it's possible. You know, maybe he just didn't know any gay guys before. Well, he probably uh, they're all, all secretly gay. Yeah. But I, I don't I always have this idea that when people say it was like a youthful indiscretion or I was a kid then, there has to be some cutoff age for that. Yeah. <laughs> because now people are saying it like about like like Sarah Silverman with uh, like uh, watching uh, Louis C.K. <laughs> masturbate. Oh, we were just crazy kids that like, well, you were 28, <laughs> like <laughs> living on your own in Manhattan. I mean, you know, you weren't just a kid then. You weren't 13 and doing some shit, stupid shit in middle school. There is a difference. I mean, him saying I've evolved since I was 30. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I would say past high school, honestly. Youthful, youthful indiscretion you get to you get to 18 yeah once you're in college i mean i did a few embarrassing things at that age i'll, I'll own up to them i mean I, it wasn't gay bashing or anything but it was, was it, it more was, I was like mark Wahlberg chasing a vietnamese around south boston yelling gooks go home no i think i just had a bandana and was like a big fan of ben harper that is very embarrassing. that's worse than beating up, goop, beating <laughs> up goops <laughs> that's actually awful but here's a so here's the upshot of the oscar hosting thing now Oscars are saying they may just go without a host this year. Are you serious? Yes, because they literally cannot find. They're so they're so scared to pick a second person to be the host, because <laughs> the minute they do that, there's going to be people going out there who are just uh, you know searching for anything they can find. Uh, just like you mentioned, Sarah Silverman and Chelsea Handler jokes, like that uh, Nick Cannon found in two seconds. Mm-hmm. You know they're so scared that like whoever they pick next is going to have something in their past that it's going to be, you know, come up and be controversial that they'll end up going through an endless line of picks and it'll end up being a fucking clusterfuck. Well, if that's the case that we can't find a person <laughs> yes. to host a show, then something's drastically wrong in this country. Like why, why would you want to be the Oscar host knowing what just happened to Kevin Hart? Yeah. Well, and I bet you that when Kevin Hart was, uh, you know, saying I'm, I'm not going to, not going to host or feel free to find someone else someone in charge of picking was like well we'll get amy schumer yes i, I guarantee you that was a thought that went through someone's head they they and actually went for uh uh a ken uh, ken chong is that his name from uh, ken jong ken jong yeah. and uh whoopi goldberg was mentioned someone said it has to be a w- now it has to be a woman of color i don't why? know i have no idea why only because i guess a woman of color is completely immune to attacks is like this in Ve- is this up in Vegas yet? The odds? Yeah. No. Because I, I want to go Neil Patrick Harris. Like, I don't not think g- it will be a white guy, although he is gay. I don't think it'll be a white guy. Well, how do we go from you insulted gays to we need a black chick? <laughs> That's well, absurd. I think the point is that, like there's a theory in Hollywood that only women of color are are sensitive enough to uh, other cultures and and, and 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 genders and sexuality. And the other second more practical thing is that if you are a woman of color, no one can actually make fun of you. 
Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes' name was mentioned. She'd be fine too. I mean, the thinking behind this is is perverse. You yeah, know, it is. It, but it but you know she'd actually be fine. Well, she'd actually be assuming, fine. I mean, the people you know dragging up these tweets. Like, by the way, if you're not a journalist and you're just cycling through tweets, spelunking, I yes. think they call it for for shit that happened to uh, like you know ten years ago. Uh, you're a loser, and the only difference between you and Kevin Hart is you've both done things that you probably shouldn't have that you maybe are regretful for. It's just yours. No one gives a shit because no one cares about you. Um, but it's this weird double standard, like to to act like everyone in the public eye is perfect or, yes, it's or weird. almost not a human being. Like, yeah, he said, you know, he said some things that were could be construed wrong or maybe a little bit uh, homophobic, but everyone has has done something similar or worse and if you say not you're a liar well the only good part was like as someone someone pointed that gay L, uh, glad or whatever came out and said we actually wish kevin hart had hosted because it would have been a great opportunity for him to use the forum as a teaching a teaching you know moment which he probably would have done and it would have been funny or now would have been horrible at least decent <laughs> it would have been horrible know. like oh great now the oscars is bad as they are now it's gonna have teachable <laughs> moments about uh you know gay gay uh, inclusion and diversity and acceptance Oh, my God. Can this thing be any worse? It's a fucking mov- stupid movie award show. Well, how can they? I don't get how they could not find a person because every year they have some vanilla dude uh, doing it. Like, uh, I think Fallon, maybe. Uh, yeah. So, so is the Oscars. So where are those guys? Like, are the Oscars saying, oh, we've only hired these total racist homophobes in the past? Well, I think uh, the whole idea was to get Kevin Hart because there's been so much you know so much black boycott of the oscars in the last few years and the idea that black people were not being nominated so i think they really i mean i'm just cynically assuming they're equally cynical and went to find a black guy or a black person and they chose kevin hart who's wildly popular and, and funny and would have been great but then now this homophobic thing because now they're like now what do we do like i would love as a real as a as a legitimate teaching moment if they just got don rickles and he just came up and and did 20 minutes bashing every ethnicity yes. every gay person black person irish uh, e- english asian whatever. i see i do see one issue with that is that he's dead so what? yes he died don rickles is dead <laughs> yes well find some other <laughs> racist be, guy so that that's going to be de- a difficult <laughs> difficult booking i didn't know he was dead yeah that'd be funny if they did that but they don't they're not gonna <laughs> it's gonna be, so they're not gonna go hostless which the whole thing is the whole show is so stupid it just the way these people like have to t- contort themselves into fucking circles to like not be offensive and find things that are not offensive, and the fact they'd be concerned about finding old tweets. Well, isn't that Jimmy Fallon's whole shtick? Is that he sucks? Uh, I don't. <laughs> he does suck. I don't know if that's. I mean, that's was, his was Jimmy stick. Fallon ever talking about? Anything, well, Alan. Alan did it for anything interesting. Alan did it for two years. I think they could get Alan. Everyone loves Alan. Who's gonna yeah. make fun of Alan or Oprah or someone like that? I, I'm not watching this year. Fuck it. <laughs> talk about a better person in hollywood than harvey weinstein so it's been what now a full year over a year now since we- the the new yorkers piece came out and weinstein was uh, defrocked as like this scumbag sexual harasser who hired assistants to shoot fucking needles into his dick to make him hard for actresses slash really popular guy <laughs> yes oh super popular guy humanitarian award winner <laughs> lgbtq award winner uh uh Various uh, uh, NAACP awards uh, uh, stuff. The thing I the thing I realized about Harvey Weinstein and Les Moonves both was that they actually were like the two top 
charitable social organization award winners in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. They were always, if you look at the photos, they were constantly at aw- receiving awards for their so generosity. much pussy at those award shows. Too. Oh yeah, to to rape and <laughs> to rape and out. Uh, so that was a year ago. Now you know, sort of like the Rose McGowan stories, all the other stories where he paid women, you know, or sexually harassed them or did a tit for tat where he was asking them to watch him take a shower or scrub his back or watch him beat off into a plant if they wanted to get ahead in the industry. Uh, everyone sort of discounted those and said, okay, those aren't crimes. You can't really get them on it. But then these sto- these sexual assault claims came out, which are actually felonies, criminal felonies. And he was uh, uh, indicted on several of them in New York. And it, at the time, everyone thought, okay, this is it. Now he's, you know, Harvey Weinstein's, forget the f- casting couch, this whole casting couch philosophy that these girls wanted and stuff like that. This is sexual assault. They're really going to nail him now. But now, one by one, his defense attorney, defense team, seems to be pointing out, bringing up emails and texts and evidence that each of the women in these separate cases who claim they were assaulted, sexually, criminally assaulted by him, seem to have a very close personal relationship even after the time of the assault Hmm. and that they all had some sort of business or quid pro quo arrangement with him for something, which in the very least makes a sexual assault case very murky because if somebody sexually assaults you and then you call them later to hang out, <laughs> go to catch a f- go catch a film or hey, can I be in your movie or you know, are you still going to be coming by for lunch next Tuesday? It looks kind of strange. Yeah, it does. I mean, when you're posing for photos uh with him and smiling and and texting and emailing after the fact and Asking for things yes. instead of washing your hands of the situation. <coughs> Rose McGowan. Uh, yeah, it does. It, th- that being said, I, I don't know. I've never been sexually assaulted. I don't I don't know how one behaves, but I think. Well, have you been assaulted at all? Uh, well, I've been threatened. Yeah, I mean, I've been sucker punched. I mean, I don't think of a guy yeah, being beat, beat, getting his ass kicked by somebody. And I can't imagine that later that evening he would call the guy up to get drinks. No, no, you wouldn't. You'd <laughs> no. be, you'd be afraid, and yeah, you, you wouldn't probably. You'd hold a grudge against that person for the rest of your life, I think, and then try to hurt them back. Maybe at, at least either tr- either ignore them or try to hurt them back. Well, what I mean, I guess the defense is this is their livelihood. They needed him. For well, work in, in and this case, they're not naming the victim in this particular case, but I believe it's uh, Paz de la Huerta, mm-hmm. the uh, the really messed up act- <laughs> nude model slash nude actress. Uh, so they claim that like right after she claims the sexual assault occurred that later that evening she and her people she through her people and herself I guess called Weinstein to get tickets to get you know VIP access to his screening to his movie screening to make sure they could bring all their friends to his his movie that night and they're saying like why would a woman he just raped call and say hey Harvey can I get tickets to the show I want to make sure I get tickets to the show tonight and stuff like that and her and the prosecution, who's trying to uh, you know convict, why she said like, obviously they're make, they're mocking or don't make, don't understand how women who have been sexually assaulted react in those traumatic situations, and they may very well do this cozying up thing after the fact. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the problem: if a woman co- if a woman might cozy up to you and act like your best friend, your BFF after you rape them, then there's no way to actually show the consequences circumstances around the, the rape right right because they're saying like even if she like says you're the best guy in the world she could be mean 
that she hates you and you're a rapist, but she's just going to say you're the best guy in the world. How would you possibly know the truth if a woman could be friendly to you after a rape and they say that, well, that's normal too after being raped? Yeah. I mean, if in that case, if we're doing like these, uh, you know, what to do if you're sexually assaulted clinics <laughs> yes. on college campuses, it's like Which don't, three times a day. Don't ask the guy to hang out and see a movie the same night after you took your shower, you know. Don't um, rhyme a letter how great the sex was. Yeah, I mean, a few of these, and, you know, I'm not, we don't know, I'm not saying all, but they've already pretty much discredited a few of these Weinstein women as being totally discreditable, right? Well, I think in the very least what they're showing is that there was a, a tit-for-tat relationship, that he was in a, in a, uh, 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 sort of a, a, I will give you, you will suck my dick and I will put you in a movie situation. But isn't that what everyone assumes? Yes. Like what we all think and kind of deep down know? Well, so the women are saying that I did, they did not give him permission for this. In this case, they did not give him permission. For, they didn't say, okay, that's fine. Let's do that deal. That he just took advantage. He just he just f- fucked them or forced them to give him a blowjob. And in his mind, maybe he was thinking, I'll put her in a movie to make it all right. But they were not. they did not agree to that deal. He was forcing the deal. Well, I can't speak on a case-by-case basis, but in general, I know there's a lot of actresses that say, yes, I will suck your gross dick, (laughs) and then you will put me in a movie. And that's kind of how it's worked for a while. That's why you want to be a movie producer. That's why you want to be a producer? And and there's plenty of actresses who will take that, uh, that deal, and there's plenty who won't. But the ones who won't also understand the deal, and they do not go up to the room. And if a dick comes out and they're not into it, they say, yeah, I'm going to leave now. (laughs) And they don't suck his dick because um, I don't know what the uh, accusations are. He's a really fat blob. You could punch him in his fat gut and his fucking rubber band would pop off (laughs) and he'd die of toxic shock. Is that how that works? Yeah, I believe so. (laughs) Is that a Krav Maga move? Or with staple stomachs? Well, look, <laughs> let's let's give women some agency because this whole thing of, of uh, victimization is, is assuming that women can't, you know, really make their own decisions. It's very act. anti-feminist. It is. So you're in the room. He's like, you know, here's my dick. You want to suck it and I'll give you a part. You go, sure. Let me just run to the bathroom first. Then you fucking leave. All right. Yes. Everyone's capable of this. So if you sucked his dick, that's most likely on you. That's what you chose to do. You might regret it later, but that's not assault. That means you're a fucking whore. That's what that's what uh, uh, the feminist I, I like Camille Paglia says, which is like, you can't have it both ways. Either you're a strong, independent woman who makes her own decisions and can leave when offered when 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 sex is offered to her tit for tat or even pushed upon her, or you're or you're a victim, or you're just not as strong as a man and you're a victim and you're there, you're therefore you're inherently weaker. Right. You can't be both. You can't be a strong, independent gender equal person but also in these moments then be the complete natural by nature's law the victim because you're too weak to respond to harvey weinstein and his staple stuff and his staple stomach coming after you yeah i mean the by the, the way there's no way he has a staple stomach because he's too fat no <laughs> he does he has a does uh, he really what, a lap band the gastric bypass and apparently he ate too much <laughs> really <laughs> but uh in front of a woman, did he make did he make uh, like somebody watch them? I don't know. <laughs> make someone watch him eat overeats. <laughs> but you got, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't. That's and that's the issue. Which I, I think I don't know what's to come of these criminal trials because I feel like there's a huge desire to see him get some prison time to be convicted of something. 
but these 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 assault cases are very this is like so you have date rape which is one thing which we're like okay the guy and a girl at college campus are actually on a date or hanging out at a party and making out and then he starts touching her tits and she's okay with that but he tries to go all the way and he just like that and says that he was raped that's date rape you're in the room you're in the situation you're alone with the guy having making out or whatever but now you have a situation where there's a business complication yeah. where there actually is a casting couch and he's going to throw this casting couch thing over and over again because you know there's at least a few guys in the jury be like yeah harvey i get i get you're a pig but i totally get that these women sort of asked for it yeah i mean there's entire porn sites based on this this concept but i mean what's the you also hear a lot of like well so he he, he took his dick out and i, I started blowing him because i was afraid of what might happen if i didn't it's like okay well if he didn't make any threats because I, I really wouldn't like for a chick to be blowing me no. just because she thinks somehow I might decide to have her whacked if she doesn't, <laughs> even know. though I never intimated that that was on the table. Like, what are you talking about? If, <laughs> if someone takes their dick out and, and you don't want to blow him, you, you just don't do it. You can't say later, like, well, I thought he would have me banned from Hollywood and shit. It's like, okay, well, then that's that's your that's you. Like, that's what you thought. I don't see how it's the guy's fault. Just if. If you take your dick out, you're pretty sure there's a good chance someone's going to suck it. Yes. Right? Yes. Usually works out. You, yes. As I said, the uh, ego can only take so much rejection. Yeah. The Weinstein bathing thing, it didn't happen by, by happenstance. Right. He did it 100 times and 99 times it worked. Exactly. <laughs> so, but I never really quite, now that we're on the topic, I never quite understood how you force a woman to give you a blowjob because it just as a physical thing, it seems very complex. Yeah. And also, by the way, then you have somebody who you're assaulting who has your dick in their mouth. In their mouth. I guess you could put a gun to their head, but I guess. But I mean, if you're really he didn't do that, obviously. But if you're actually just like physically forcing her head on your dick, I don't know. I would be very nervous. <laughs> I don't think I would enjoy. How could you enjoy? I guess you have to be an animal. But how could you really enjoy that moment? I could see the guy, a rapist, on top of a woman holding her down and just using her sexually. Yeah. But actually having a woman that you're assaulting acting upon you seems awkward, yeah. awkward. Very it's awkward. very kind of voluntary by nature. Almost. Yes. You know what they had? Remember? In the also, uh, teeth really, teeth really scare me. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, there's always it's always those horror movies where the woman bites off the guy's dick. That scares me. Well, have you ever had from a girlfriend or whoever a, uh, a blowjob where she made it obvious she wasn't into it and was just sort of. Uh, doing it to get it over with i'm gonna say yes kind of like yeah <laughs> all right we'll do this but you know like i'll mow the lawn but i'm gonna leave a few patches out there just to, just to let you know like i'm like not a dj Khaled of uh of women <laughs> givers yeah of course i mean i think well yes before marriage <laughs> um <laughs> you know I, I may i tell you that uh, one cliche jewish joke i know mm. what is the one uh, food that uh, when a Jewish woman eats it, she never again wants to give a blowjob. Huh. Wedding cake? Yeah, wedding cake. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I do like that. I do like. Uh, yeah, but uh, so Weinstein's going to get off, I think, on everything. And I think it's because, you know, it's going to be horrible and everyone's going to talk about how it's patriarchal and the men have set this shit up and men can't be convicted of assault and all this stuff like that. But these are dirty relationships. Mm -hmm. And perhaps they're unfair to men, although there's more indication now that women in, in positions of power are doing the same thing to men. Uh, forcing young men into like you know uh, advantageous career situations or whatever they can money or things like that by offering them sex, so it's just the nature of being an older person with money and power and being fucking horny. <laughs> I mean, you're trading 
I mean, what's what's a trophy wife? You know, what's or trophy young trophy husband? I guess for an older lady, it's just someone you're giving economic advantage to or some advantage to to have sex with someone they wouldn't normally have sex with. Right. It's really no different. I think Harvey Weinstein gets off and becomes a saint. Although the idea that he's sending emails out trying to get back into Hollywood, that will never happen. Is he really? Yeah, he's trying to redeem his... He, he's doing like his defense argument uh, to uh, important people in Hollywood trying to get back in play. Oh, I have a few scripts uh, I could... Uh, wouldn't bother me at all. Wouldn't mind being produced. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to watch him beat off into... I'd watch him beat off into a plant to get produced my movie. Yeah, as long as, there's no t- as long as there's no touching, I could put up with. You know, I've seen some horrible things in my life. I could put up with most things. You though. wouldn't do the penis injection. No, inject his penis. No, I don't do anything uh, touching injections. No penis stuff. I think I would do anything that w- that wasn't skin to skin contact. Yes. Well, well, I w- yeah. I'm not gonna take. I don't. The idea of putting a needle in his dick. I'm drawing though. the line at the needle. I w- it's almost a medical procedure. Like if he says, "Come to my room. I'm, you're gonna watch me shower, and and, and then I'm gonna make your movie." I'd Not be like, okay. I would do that. I'd be like, that's disturbing, but sure. Do you have I mean, his email address? <laughs> it, beats, it beats beating the bushes around Hollywood for three years trying to raise money and <laughs> going to meet with Russia. <laughs> Matt, what's the hardest thing a woman has to do, a celebrity female woman has to do this day and age? Uh, uh, give uh, birth. Give birth, yes. That's a good... Give birth or and or raise like Jessica Biel raise a child. Or find like organic zucchini <laughs> at the <laughs> farmers market. I don't. So this is what. I, so here's everyone has to be a victim. Everyone has to be a, 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 an oppressed person in Hollywood these days. So you have to find something to be oppressed about. And if you're like sort of a wealthy white actress or female celebrity, you're kind of fucked mm-hmm. because during the Clinton, what I noticed was during the 2016 campaign, like women went out there and Madonna and all these you know women worth a hundred million dollars who fucking sleep with guys half their age and do whatever the fuck they want and travel around in, in private jets and own mansions, we had to find some sort of oppression. So they did the whole women's movement. Like, we just by, by having a vagina, I'm oppressed. You're trying to take my abortion rights away. You're trying to pay me less than men. I'm, I'm Madonna or I'm Amy Schumer or I'm some other Lena Dunham or I'm whatever I am. And even though I get paid $8 million a year to do nothing, I'm oppressed. Right. And I think after 2016... Like all the minorities started going like, wait a minute, you're rich white women and you're not really oppressed like we're oppressed. Like I'm a Latina, I'm a Honduran refugee female and I'm actually way more oppressed than than you are, Amy Schumer. Yeah, if rich, if Amy Schumer is oppressed, then the rest of the world would be dead. There'd only be like 10,000 people left on earth. I think I think it was a breakup of the pantsuit nation (laughs) on Facebook. (laughs) When all the black women left because they realized that all the, uh, you know, Ivy League, edu- vaster educated white women who were running the group did not have the same problems they had as women. Even as women, they had different problems. Mm-hmm. Those are a lot of them were single mothers, holding down multiple jobs, trying to pay the rent. And all the past nation women we're talking about was always abortion, of course, which a lot of black women, by the way, and minority women aren't into. And other issues of like, you know, if I'm a VP of so-and-so at a marketing agency, why am I making less than this VP? Or if you're Jennifer Lawrence, why am I making $13 million per movie when Bradley Cooper's making $14 million a movie? Right. And they were like not finding a lot of passion in that. So I think what women have done is, uh, what these women have done is they tried to find since 2016 a new, n- a new channel to show all the hardcore, hardcore obstacles they have to overcome in their lives as women. So they picked pregnancy because it's something only women can do. 
and men will never understand how horrible it, how, how much work it is or how horrible it is. Yeah, it's something women, men can't really talk about without being looked at as right total asshole. And it allows them to equate themselves to black and, and, and Asian and, and Latina women because they all share that common experience of going through childbirth and, ra- and raising in- infant children. So it allows them to say, I am just like you. Look, uh, my vagina is all torn up from pregnancy. Amy Schumer has been posting vomiting herself, vomiting during her pregnancy. Look, I'm just like you. Uh, uh, the story <laughs> a couple of days ago was Kat Von D, the tattoo, the famous tattoo artist, which is the thing, uh, had a had a baby, but she was unable to, unable to provide milk, breast milk to the child for some. They always have some obscure reason. It used to be always Lyme disease, <laughs> some obscure reason. So she needs to bar, she needs to beg for breast milk. Because uh, she will not do formula, but it has to be vegan, provided by a vegan woman. So she's complaining about how hard it is to find vegan donated breast milk. You know what's ironic about that? <laughs> yes. I just realized is breast milk is not vegan. No. So no. Right there. Yes. I mean, it's it's kind of a logically you're kind of <laughs> fucked, right? It, it, because it's it, it's the milk of a mammal. Yeah, it's not <laughs> vegan. No. Breast milk is not vegan. Your kid's not vegan if they're drinking breast milk. Uh, that's a good point. They would have to be having some sort of like a plant-based, a plant-based uh, uh, formula. Of some well, you kind. couldn't do that because your kid would die. Probably, they would, pro- they would probably, <laughs> they would probably die, and after they were dead, they would hate you even more. Uh, so here's the so I, that's it. the stories are popping up, and we saw that we remember the Jessica Beale story about how she had to eat her apple sausage in the shower because <laughs> she was so busy as a, as a as a working mo- working mother works. Um, Alyssa Milano with a nursing nurse being nursing shamed and didn't care that people saw her nursing at work, which her work, by the way, is taking some photos for, you know, whatever magazine, glamour magazine, yeah. you know, and so it's working mom. It's a busy mom. It's vomiting during pregnancy. It's Serena Williams almost died. I almost a died. Lot of, a lot of talk birth. about sacrificing the career, yes. finding the balance between family and Having a job and uh, yeah, uh, fake shit. Yeah. So I mean, stuff that real other women have to actually deal with that they actually themselves don't have to deal with in relations and stuff like that. I just find this sickly, very sickly. Like, you know, I know I remember like I grew up in a Catholic neighborhood. I mean, there were so many moms with like so many fucking kids. Like, and the moms were just shredded. Like you can see the moms; they were just shredded. They yeah. looked like they'd been to like gone through World War One like five times. <laughs> <laughs> they were all fat. They're all like dumpy. Their skin was all sallow. They had breastfed like eight kids. They were like trying to like make sandwich lunch sandwiches. They were up all night with babies. They were way too old to be having. First, they were way too young to be having babies, and they were way too old to be having babies. Right. Because they just didn't believe in birth control. So they're just having kids up the wazoo, and they were forty years old and looked like they were fucking death death warmed over. I don't get what's wrong if you're Amy Schumer. Like it used to be. Lifestyles of the rich and fair. Amy Schumer. Yes. Lives in a mansion. Yes. Has a, a boat which she takes out on the ocean. Seven nannies could prepare her bre- the breakfast for her child. Seven nannies. Yes. <laughs> they did. They used to, that was the 80s. That was Reagan, the Reagan 80s, right? Has no worries in the world. Uh, and, Dynasty and, and uh, uh, Falcon Crest and Dallas and all those shows that like celebrated excess. What's, well, I don't like the excess part, but I like the part of admitting that you have a good life. Yes. And that you don't have any real problems. I mean, everyone has problems, obviously, just because you're 
a wealthy, you know, fairly well-off celebrity. It doesn't mean you don't have any problems, but your problems are smaller. My accountant might be shaving some money off the top yes. or, you know, I'm still not happy. I'm still pissed about that thing that happened when I was a kid. But uh, just inventing shit just so you can, you know, f- gain sympathy with other people. I don't know the point other than I, maybe it's a way to. Uh, f- for people to identify with you, so that helps your your brand or, or whatever. I don't think it's your, I don't think it's your brand. I think it's social bubble at this point, reputation. Yeah, I think it's a way of like at some point, whatever the shit you're talking about from the '80s, definitely changed. Like that 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 the lifestyles of the rich and famous is now like lifestyles of the victimized and oppressed. So yeah. to fit in in Hollywood now, you have where everyone is complaining about how the the, the suffering of this and the suffering of that. You have to have a story of suffering. And when you live in a $20 million house and you work three months out of the year and you, you know, go to Pilates and have a, go to press cold juice in the morning and have nannies and housekeepers, what the hell are you going to, I mean, uh, you know, maybe you get cancer or something rarely, but what, what are you going to complain about? And it's, yeah, it's all general malcontent. Like yes. even, I don't watch the Kardashian show, but I've seen parts of it and it's like, uh, I just don't know if I... The guy delivers the juice at the wrong time or, or something like they're complaining. Yes. They're, they're not just like, you know, they have nothing to complain about no. uh, outside of. Well, I would say they have a lot to like reflect upon, <laughs> but that's not what the show's about. The show's, you know, it's it's always uh, people feeling so downtrodden. And, and I don't know why. I Probably just because America's dying. I don't know. I think there's just a dark cloud hanging over the whole country. And I don't think we're, I don't. I don't. I don't know if people feel that way. I don't feel that way. I think what's happened is in the last thirty or forty years, we always we always joke about how like strict adults used to be and teachers and coaches and how they tell you to shut the fuck up all the time and nobody cares about your problems. Mm. In the last thirty years or so, we decided that like it was actually important for people for children, but also for adults to express themselves. Like to have a voice and not be clam up and not keep their problems to yourself and share and share and share, mm. and that they have merit, that their feelings had merit. And what do we learn when people started expressing themselves? That people are just bitchy. Mm. <laughs> that, that people really just like when you give someone a, a, a forum to to talk about themselves, mostly what they do is bitch. <laughs> That's just sort of like they're not there. If they were inspirational people, they'd be naturally inspirational people. If they were naturally positive, they'd be naturally positive. The people, the kids who become adults who weren't speaking before are just complaining now. <laughs> They're just yeah. what they were hiding was an endless series of complaints about shit or rants about shit or hate about stuff or whatever it is. I mean, it's just like when you get those secret audio tapes of people like when they're caught, like saying things off the cuff. It's always ugly. <laughs> yeah. And there, and there's also a co- <laughs> that's true. There's also a correlation uh, of the, you know, yeah, express your your problems and and uh, you know don't hold anything in. Like that's a you know upper cl- that's the good neighborhood school yes. with the new age teacher. You know the teacher in the hood is like yeah shut the fuck up. You're gonna <laughs> have to go to work at some point. Yes, and you know your dad just got back from the electrical company. He, he works sixteen hours a day. You guys live in a shithole. He doesn't want to fucking hear it. Yes. he's not encouraging you to. You know, let let your feelings be. No, and the whole Facebook culture of like, what are what are men sometimes, but women especially, write about something happening. They got a flat tire. They something happened. Their their fucking hair do fell apart. Their their nails didn't work. Their dress they ordered didn't come in time, and some event didn't go right. And then all these women go like, "Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Oh, honey, that's horrible. Oh, oh God. Oh, MG. Oh, <laughs> you like absolutely horrible. Like it's just a culture of like sharing." 
small dismissive complaints and then people s- acknowledging your su- acknowledging your suffering as a form of like nobility in some way. Yeah, and ironically, it's it's the people that have all this idle time. It's it's almost a privilege to be oppressed at this point. I mean, it's if you're working, you know, you you have some complaints, but I don't know, you're not on Twitter all day no. talking about how difficult your life is because you're living your life. You're trying to improve your life. Uh, it really is like the <laughs> if you just did a survey, I guarantee you, like in terms of especially among women. Women are convinced that their lives are much harder than men. Yes. I don't know why, because they're they're markedly easier. Um, but uh, Wow. Have you ever given birth to a child that almost died like Serena Williams? <laughs> or had to vomit before you go on stage like, like Amy Schumer? Or had to find vegan breast milk like Kat Von D? I have not. I have not, but I've, I've had to f- look for a job before. Yes. Um, if, if you just did a survey of, of how difficult do you think your life is, I, I almost guarantee among women it would be uh, with with uh, difficulty on the y-axis and income on the uh, x. It, it would it would gear towards the wealthier women oh believing yeah. they are the most oppressed or that their lives are the most difficult. I think it is relation to uh, idle hands. I mean, yes, idle hands being the devil's. I think people. I think human beings were never meant to be idle. Like, you know, if you think about it, through the first 99.9% of human history, everyone had to work their ass off to survive. So they didn't have any downtime. There was no downtime. And I think once downtime started coming around, you had two choices. You could, like, f- you know, zone out on TV or entertainment or just complain. Because <laughs> people were not meant to have, like, you know, they're just not meant. Like the whole theory, like how uh, all these illnesses that people have now didn't exist before because people died at 35. Mm-hmm. So... You know, and, and, and so they talked about, I, I don't know if I mentioned, I talked to a psycho- psychologist about midlife crises. And, and he said that the midlife crises is because human beings were never meant to live this long. <laughs> so like at 40 years old, men aren't, it's not that they're having a midlife crisis. It's just like they're five, they're, their brain is five years older than it was ever meant to be. <laughs> and they don't know, the brain, the human brain doesn't know how to function. Like, what am I supposed to do now? Because it was supposed to be like, work your ass off and die. Mm-hmm. Right. And now you're like 40 and maybe you have some money. You have some downtime. Your weekends are free, uh, whatever else it is. And you're just not you have no idea what to do with yourself. And so you just become depressed and buy a Porsche and fuck younger <laughs> women. It's such a bad thing. But like that literally is it. I think downtime. I think a lot of these women more so than men, the men in some cases have this downtime and look what they're doing with it. They're spending it complaining to one another, talking about the cataclysmic end of the world talking about their little problems like it's 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 it goes on and on it's endless talking about a pregnancy as if it's like you know going th- going through fucking uh, e- fighting Iwo Jima <laughs> like <laughs> comparing it comparing it to a vet like a World War II vet uh, announcing that everything that happens in the world is the worst thing that's ever happened talking about being too depressed to leave their homes because they don't like who the president is or something like that it's just like you have too much time on your hands yeah and and i guess everyone needs a, a struggle you know, yes. even even if you invent it just to otherwise, what's what is really to, to get you up in the morning? Yes. Probably nothing. Even those even those like the those ladies that do the anti-vax people. I think they invent those straw men in a way. They sort of like that Munchausen. They invent that straw man like sa- protecting my child. I'm saving my child. This is my cause to save my child and all children from this vaccine. And a good portion of that must be just a sense of like have meaning in their lives. Like they're doing this to provide. Like I want to yeah. be the champion of something. I want to be the champion of something. So I'll glom onto this cause, regardless of the science, and just sort of 
be way into it. Yeah, yeah. And and especially if if you have no other if you have no other passion, if you're not driven by uh your your job or or some kind of passion that you have, whatever it might be. It might be pottery, it might be uh politics. I thought women used to play racquetball. There you go. <laughs> be the champion <laughs> of your thought, I thought women used to play YMCA. racquetball. I remember my, what I remember I remember this whole story. My mom after I had all these kids and I remember like she finally got out from under like having so many little kids. <laughs> and I remember like she never ever did anything for herself, right? This is, like, I'm sure moms are like this. All the moms are like this. She never did anything for herself. But at one point she announced like just the kids were finally like able to take care of themselves a little bit. She's going to play racquetball. Okay. And we thought the fuck are you gonna play? <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna play racquetball <laughs> for? That's all she could. Th- that's like uh, that's all she could think of. And she found a, f- a like-minded uh, a mom, and they're like they're gonna play racquetball, and that's gonna be the thing to like you know really be like my me time. My me time is racquetball. I'm gonna drink or do anything else or party or anything like that. So it's racquetball, and they played like once or twice and they gave up. <laughs> I was like, what happened? Mom? What happened? I just didn't like racquetball. <laughs> just it was just a bad choice. It was just a bad choice. Yeah. Like guys pick up golf, but I think that's how she looked at it. Like, you know, uh, I'm going to do this thing, but I can't play golf. So I would do racquetball. And that was big at the time in the area. There were the racquetball clubs. Yeah. <laughs> my mom has now she has the marathon. Yeah. Um, well, that's which is once a year. So yeah. you do it. You got the whole year to look forward to it. But <laughs> it's so cute. When but you, you get finish, serious, though. It's serious, though. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's a real accomplishment. And when you finish, uh, this was the Honolulu marathon. I don't know how most marathons work. They give everyone that finishes a medal. It's a cute, a big medal. Wow, uh, check you out. Did I you get one? Oh yeah, you got a little medal. I got a medal. Um, but you know, it's it's a sense of accomplishment. I think everyone needs it. Yes, it I think you need some. You need something out, outside of your work and everything else to do. But I wouldn't recommend racquetball. <laughs> Matt, it's time for our last man the earth persons of the year award. Mm. You know, Time Magazine gave out their. Here's the thing about Time Magazine. Time Magazine is such a shitty... First of all, Time Magazine is only like four pages now. Uh, if you've seen the recent one, it's, it's down to about 20 pages and 18 are ads. They literally do no report anymore. They'll have like three stories per magazine. I assume it's just going away forever at some point. And, yeah, and the stories are at like a really low reading level. Yes. I can't believe they're still like real full of themselves about the value of their <laughs> yes. publication because it's straight trash. I mean, at some point, Time was the you know rec- news re- magazine of record, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the weekly magazine 50 years ago of record in this country and, and other places around the world. And now it's just some, you know, it's some low rent kind of thing. But they still have the Time person of the year. And this year they gave it to uh, four or five other, dr- uh, one mag- uh, newspaper outlet in Maryland where the shooting took place, an independent uh, newspaper, and then four, uh, Khashoggi and three other journalists who've been killed or detained doing their journalism around the world, dangerous journalism. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, it's a little ironic that Time Magazine, which no longer does important journalism of any kind, <laughs> is giving their award to actual real journalists. That's a good point. <laughs> like, could you have hired those people and put them in your <laughs> magazine? Like... Okay, we we do shitty work now, but look who's doing really good work that deserves to be called out. Right. I mean, that's super fucking embarrassing. Like, I don't think they even realize that they're actually pointing to good journalists, and and these people deserve awards, whereas we yeah. don't have those people anymore. Journalists who risk their lives for important stories. Yes. And then we have an article about uh, you know how to find the uh, cheapest coupons yes. for the grocery store. The romaine lettuce scare. Yeah. <laughs> the romaine lettuce scare. So uh, this is our last man, the earth persons of the year. We're going to do, th- we're gonna do three. I asked you to come with your list. Uh, it can be loosely defined uh, why you thought these were the three most important people or, or people concepts of the year, I suppose. 
Uh, so I'm interested to hear yours. We'll go back and forth. Uh, let's start with your number your number three. Uh, number three, uh, Melania Trump. Ah, interesting. Uh, just a vapid zero, a, a total loser of a human being. Um, not a respectable person by any stretch of the imagination. I believe you officially called her an escort. Oh, she was an escort. <laughs> yes, yeah, so she so was. I just meant you officially called her an escort, like in a publication. Yeah, because she. Yeah, because she's a she for, a former hooker. She hooked. Um, yes, but it it seems to be. Uh, I don't know why she she's ignored, uh, and and no one brings up the fact that she's terrible. So when uh, what about big? What's her program called? B. Be good. Be what the hell is it called? I don't know. She butchered the English. Whatever <laughs> yes. it is. Uh, I like that she butchered it. and They didn't bother to change it because nobody wanted to offend her. <laughs> <laughs> be better. I think See, it's called be better. It used to be. I. Uh, all right. So Donald Trump is a disgusting man. Whoremonger. Uh, whatever you think of his politics, yes. which I believe are uh, horrendous and, and hateful. He's a gross dude. He's shouting out to the white nationalists all the time. He. Uh, but apart from that. Personally, he is repugnant. You would not want your sister dating him. No. Uh, and, uh, you know, paying off porn stars and whatnot. And it used to be, see, so in the mafia, they have this thing like, uh, well, you know, we'll go after you, but your family's off the table, right? right. Civilians off limits. Cannot go after the kids or the wife. And I agree with the kids, but not with the wife part anymore because it's 2018 and, you know, women are the head of all these households and uh, they uh, you know, are professional people just like men. And I don't think that if you're committing a series of crimes, whatever it might be, serial rape, corporate crime, extortion, whatever, that your wife doesn't know about it. I think she does. Well, what about the dumb hooker wife? You got to give her a little discredit or credit and or discredit to the fact that she May not be aware of a lot going going around going on. All around. right, sophisticated. I, I stuff. get that, and, I, and she's not, it's not like the Clint. This is not a Clint's. Yeah, but she's she's probably dumb. But in that case, it's like okay. So if you're on the left, right, you you attack Trump a lot. Why does she get a pass? She's wearing all the clothes that his exploits have afforded. Uh, and and if you want to claim like later on when he's convicted of multiple crimes, and this could be any woman, but I think Melania is the best example. Okay, well now you're aware of it. Give back the money. You're you're uh, profiting off of uh, you know unethical activity, and you're wearing your ridiculous. You look like a fucking moron with all these clothes you're wearing that everyone can look up, and it's like, oh, you're pretending to garden as a fifty-year-old adult woman. <laughs> so you have your gardening outfit, and it costs the, the shoes are two hundred bucks. She sounds almost like she's your female Kobe Bryant. Yeah, she kind of <laughs> is. She's extremely hateable, but. Uh, yeah, and, and showing up to this detained kids camp with a jagged that says, I don't care, and then pleading <laughs> ignorant about it. Like, That's I just funny. think because <laughs> because she's a woman yes. that she gets a huge pass on, on all these things. And no one's giving uh, Trump Jr. a pass. No. I mean, he's he's related. Well, he's working. He's work. He's actually working in the in the. Uh, I mean, at some. Well, it's another thing. Level. Yeah, he has a job. He contributes. Well, he doesn't. Contribute well, I mean, he's to working. Society, the, he worked. I think people give her. Pa- Honestly, I think the only reason people give her pass because she seems really dumb. Like if, if if she Hillary Clinton was smarter than Bill, Hillary Clinton's a very. I don't like her at all, but she's a very smart woman. Yeah. You know, she was concocting at least half or more of the of the plans of the White House. Yes. When Bill was president, I don't get the feeling Melania is really. They give her like knitting, and then they let her say something, and then they all laugh as she leaves. <laughs> so. Maybe, but but that's still a problem in this 
you know, we're we're a, f- a feminist, uh, pro-feminist yes. society. Yes. So if women have all this agency and they're and they're just uh, as you know, they're always the brains behind the operation. That's what everyone always says. It's a cliche, you know. Well, she's the real genius in all this. Okay, <laughs> yes. well, whatever. Then let's start holding the wife of these disgusting men accountable because let's not forget they're married and she sucks them off. Oh, not to end with that. <laughs> not hard <laughs> enough. All right, uh, so you're opening, you're allowing the Goombas to, to shoot her, to, to shoot the women at the mom, the wives again? I not the kids, but the wives? She's just as much a pig as her husband. Really? That well, goes, she that goes way, for yeah. every, every. I don't wife. know. Well, I am sexist, so I think that I blame the man more than the woman. Yeah, you are sexist. Well, so because he's the buyer of the product, she's the product. So I have a hard time blaming the pro- <laughs> blaming the product, as it were. <laughs> like if a guy, if, if someone gets obese, you know, drinking soda all the time, I have a hard time when people get angry at the soda. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like that. I it's, get it, but we can't have <laughs> it both ways. We either have to, you know. Uh, believe that that women are are very equal, yes. and in which case they have to be equally uh, considered gross. All right, my pick. I, I went anti-massages, Matt. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, my pick for number three was uh, Jeff Bezos. Okay, because Jeff Bezos to me is the biggest like wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm-hmm. Like somehow he has managed to while becoming worth a hundred billion dollars and dominating uh, different municipalities, he's ripping off and basically owning the federal government. And uh, getting deals from the United States Postal Service, somehow avoiding state taxes, and, and building a business that's all encompassing and destroying every single mom pop retail in the country, none of which I have a huge problem with. He's managed to build a reputation as like this sort of new age emo, <laughs> emo, like happy go lucky dude, you know, like you and I, just like you and I, they got nice guy in the block. Kind of got lucky. Yeah, yeah. kind of got lucky, like just stand from down the block who like, Wants to come over and help you, like, you know, uh, help you fix your planter boxes and whatever else. He's managed to c- somehow as, like, the richest sort of uh, tycoon slash mega monopoly dominator in the world. And Zuckerberg, to a lesser extent. I think Bezos, to a smarter extent. He's managed to pull off this reputation of being benevolent, kindly, uh, you know, low-key, mildly inspirational guy next door. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how he did that because I assume when the doors close, he just goes fucking nuts and just like has people murdered and just like has a plan on the wall that says world domination by 2025. And, you know, with like, you know, bullet bullet holes going through people he doesn't like. Well, if he's shaping his his whole persona, I mean, how much media does he own at this point? Because that that can help. Um, he well, I, I, mean, I know he owns the Washington. He owns the Post, which is interesting, and I guess he's going to be buying more. And they control, I mean, he controls every shopping, every single shopping transaction, pretty much in this country at this point. Mm. He bitch slapped New York City and 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 uh, DC slash Northern Virginia in the H in the headquarter thing. They got all this money. He's apparently shoveling money around DC, all these lobbyists to make sure. They never do any sort of monopoly shit against them. And if he's so progressive, by the way, build that thing in Charlotte. Yes, right. And flip the whole state because everyone that comes to work there is going to be a you know a techie from San Francisco. Well, there's word he's buying real estate. He's buying up real estate around the headquarters mm. too to make even more money because knowing the real estate prices are going to vault up, he's doing deals where he's getting exclusive rights to like the real estate around there. So he'll be building malls and and residential things like that for his very own employees. Everyone mm-hmm. else, not to mention they it was on pay, we know they pay shitty. Lots of stuff. They have those minimum wage workers working all these different jobs. Oh, yeah. The warehouses are kind of inhumane conditions. Yeah. And again, I don't mind the fact all that free laissez-faire, free market 
you know, tycoon, railroad, railroad baron type stuff. But those barons were like demonized. They were seen as like, like the average person on the street hated those guys. Right. They controlled like they controlled the state, the Western states, especially. But they were seen as evil guys. They in, portrayed in, in books and, and later on in movies as guys with evil mustaches. They would twitch around <laughs> and high hats that stepped on poor people and everyone hated their guts and would spit on them when they walked by. Whereas Bezos is like one of the highest ranked guys in the country when they asked about like people you admire and so forth. So I, I'm giving it to Bezos because I think he's done like one of the most remarkable public relations jobs ever for a, a, a evil, evil rich guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, that was it. It's a credit. It's person of the year. <laughs> All right, what's your number two, Matt? Uh, number two, I have Gavin Newsom. Gavin. Recently, oh yes, Gavin Newsom, elected governor of California. You must love him. <laughs> no, not really. Um, and so I picked him because in this in this climate that we're in of fake news and no one seems to uh, trust any kind of source and people just cite whatever backs up their pre-existing opinion um it's it's weird to me because information's never been easier to attain it's never really been easier to verify a given fact or or discount a certain fact do you think so well if it's specific enough i mean like a like a non-part like a, a scientific fact perhaps no any kind of really? fact like um do you think it's easy to get solid information I mean, I guess it, if you know if you trust the source, it's easy to find information from. I that mean, source. it's easy, it's easy to get the information to whittle out what's what's accurate and what's okay. not. And I mean, I'm not saying like, uh, you know, uh, the, I don't like people always say things that that you can easily verify are not true. Like they'll say, uh, you know, well, Democrats run the budget up more than Republicans, oh, I see and you can saying. actually pretty easily find that it's kind of the opposite. Well, if you if there's a hard. source that you trust, yes, because you'll find. Multiple sources spewing all sorts of stuff on all sides. Well, I'm just going with the government usually. Okay. That the right. does the actual accounting. <laughs> yes. Um, Relatively okay. But How's uh, that lead you back to the empty suit that is Gavin Newsom? So he's basically... So Trump, uh, Donald Trump, you know, we could have done Trump, but I think Newsom's just as accurate as an example because he's on the... He's a Democrat and Trump's a Republican. So, you know, during the uh, debate, Trump said, I got a million dollars from my father, small loan, and I turned in all this money. So the New York Times just did uh, an investigation with documents that are uh, you can't say are not true unless you're the biggest conspiracy theorist of all time. And we found out his dad gave him $400 million. He squandered it to put his money, uh, to put his name on buildings and totally fucked it up and yes. just like a dumbass fucking idiot would do. But if you're a Trump supporter, this has gone way over your head. You have no idea that this happened. Or if you are aware, you, you just say it's bullshit. It's right. not true. Um, so Gavin Newsom, I've heard him do interviews for a few years now as lieutenant governor. And he has this origin story about being uh, he had a single mother. Yes. I, and yes. he was, you know, ra- he, he insinuates that he had sort of a disadvantaged upbringing. He never explicitly really says that, but it's a lot of single mother and. You know, I had to, you know, kind of I was a latchkey kid. He actually says that. Yes. OK, his dad was the lead counsel for Getty Oil. His yes. dad, who recently passed away, is was one of the wealthiest lawyers in the country. So he never mentions that. But he does mention. So after college, I started a wine store with my friend. Plum Jacks. Plum Jacks or Plum Jacks? Oh, yeah. You're from that area. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, most non-wealthy people. Don't start a wine store. <laughs> Gastropubs right? and wine stores, <laughs> yes. So the, the friend that he started the wine store with was the son of another lead counsel of Getty Oil. Oh, I thought it was actually Getty himself. 
Oh, uh, we started with that guy, but the money came from Getty. I'm sorry. The uh, wait was the Gordon Getty. Maybe he started with a Getty. I think. Yeah. Is what well, happened. he got money. The Getty. The Getty. He knew. I think he knew the son. Son. But the Getty who gave them the money was like uh, 50 years old at the time. So he's like the father of right. the other okay. Getty. But so gave him like several million dollars. So he had Getty money yes. to start his business. Yes. If you're gonna have one, if you're gonna be a latchkey kid and you can pick any friend, <laughs> pick, the, pick the Gettys. Yes. And and. <laughs> He he never mentions this, and it pisses me off on a few levels. A, he's a liar, um, which I don't like. And B, why I would say he's person of the year uh, quality is that, you know, you can just verify that what he's saying is total horseshit. And yes. if I had only known, and, and it's so weird, like I get why this could happen in the 20s when there's no record of anything. Right. So you can just say, uh, yeah, you know, I was a pro wrestler down in Georgia, and uh, then I moved here. And I designed Lamborghinis, and uh, now I li- and no one would ever know. You yes. would just never meet someone. But now you have the fucking internet, yeah. So you can just look up who his dad was. You look at his Wikipedia page, and he's still spewing this horseshit and getting away with it. By the way, and populism. It makes me, and, yeah. And there's the fact that what's wrong with admitting your dad was a successful lawyer, right? Like why? So you're trying to ingratiate yourself to the disadvantage by by being a liar, and you'll never be one of them. And and there's nothing really admirable about being poor there's, no. no, there's nothing to be ashamed about it but no. you should be trying to dig your way out of it if you're gonna make shit up why why is it that you were much more poor than you actually were <laughs> yes. it's fucking retarded and well, see, as, the, as the boy from hopes i mean clinton actually was poor right. uh it's i grew up in a trailer park and overcame obstacles poli- politician story well everyone likes that everyone loves that but if you don't have one then you just you just fake you fake you fake one yeah, and I didn't know because I'm like not a professional journalist, but I do have Google. And so it's like you're a fucking liar, but somehow he still wins. And it just makes me like, fuck, man, like I could have got far in life by just saying I was, you know, I was raised by wolves in, <laughs> in Afghanistan and I swam over the English Channel. And, you know, now well, I'm a comedian. Well, it helps to be uh, uh, have great hair. First of all, you <laughs> have the great hair. I, I, the thing that kills me about him, there's that. But also the fact that he uh, actually got, he was used to drink a lot and got wasted drunk and fucked his campaign manager's wife. Oh, nice. Yeah, during when he was running for mayor of San Francisco. And now she's like uh, married to some Republican guy. Oh, that, that, yeah, that was that. No, he cheated on that wife. That was the, what, the chick from Fox. Yeah, he was yeah. dating Don Jr., Don Trump Jr. Uh, but his new wife is another rich woman, another moneyed woman uh, from like a Montana money family, whatever else it is. I don't give a shit about it. I mean, yeah, like you said, I don't care how well yeah, privileged he was growing up or how wealthy he is. I just don't like it. He pretends otherwise. Yeah. And also that he just is, he cannot speak to issues. He's just a handsome, he's just a handsome guy who looks good in a suit and says the right things. Yeah. There's no indication whatsoever that he's not just the same 20 something Getty friend who opened a wine, <laughs> wine store <laughs> slash mini, whatever they call them, hotel, like those eight room hotels where they are like a, cool little hangout hotels with wine bars and stuff like that yeah. i hate those people all right matt for number two for me i went for the uh not a, really a person i broke the rules here i went for the uh, world cup in russia uh <laughs> this uh, you probably forgot you forget this was the world we had the world cup this past year right in july in uh, june and july apparently there were three and a half billion viewers of the world cup in russia and i like anytime there's a huge it's world cup sometimes the olympics soccer it is a time when everyone pretends that the everyone that the United States loves soccer. Uh, not I mean, soccer is beloved in many countries, but the soccer is the world's greatest sport. And we even pretended here in the United States for like four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. And ESPN runs nothing but soccer and ABC and everybody else. And half the world, billions of people watch soccer. And then the minute it ends, it just all goes away. 
And so I like any time there's a huge soccer, especially World Cups, and they always pretend this is going to kick off a huge wave. <laughs> I've been hearing this since I was a kid. This is going to kick off a huge wave of soccer, since Pele, of soccer being huge in the United States. And it never, ever, <laughs> never, ever happens. Which just goes to show you that Americans are smarter than the rest of the world in picking their sports. Because soccer is a stupid fucking sport. <laughs> and no matter how cool you make it look and how cool the players are, and they're amazing athletes in the World Cup, and it is the biggest, most watched sporting event in the entire world, and it's a huge deal in national pride, that the minute it's over, nobody over the age of nine gives a shit about, <laughs> about soccer. So this is the person of the year because it's just this just the same old story it reminds me uh, it reminds me uh i guess since i mean i've been around for a while ever since i was a kid like this i remember the world cups or the olympics or when pele came pele came to the united states to play in the ml original mls or whatever it was called back then this is it this is the time soccer takes over the united states like it has in mexico or england or somewhere else and i remember thinking like everyone's got to get into soccer it's gonna be soccer huge and then it never ever picks up and i just account i account for that with the basic underlying fact that soccer is a sucky sport. <laughs> it's just, it just, it just the same reason handball that we talked about earlier. Handball will never become a big sport in this country. It's huge in Australia, apparently, in Indonesia and Taiwan and Malaysia. It will never be a big sport in this country. Yeah, even our fourth sport, which is hockey, is so much cooler than soccer. Yes. So, like, do you think we have room for five sports? We have, you know, football. We have the NFL, college football. Yes. We have which baseball. Which are 80% of every everything in this country. Yeah. Football dominates by far in this country. And basketball's second. NBA and, yeah. and college, too. Less, I, the NBA is rising in popularity. It's it's never been a better product. Baseball is real fun during the World Series, and, and there's people that watch it. It's the American sport. All year for yeah. some reason. <laughs> and uh, It's a homegrown sport. Yeah. And then we got and then we got hockey, which is cool, and, and golf and a bunch of other shit. Like, there's just not room. Uh, I think there's room for as much sports as men can consume. <laughs> I think if people like, like just shows the show, like during the World Cup, the ratings are huge, or during the Olympic soccer, we we didn't make the Olympics last time, but you know it's just like the fucking curling or the luge and the and the Winter Olympics, the ratings are actually really good. It's just nobody ever wants to carry that on past a week or two. It's like a it's like a fling, yeah. it's like a bad fling with like a, a larger heavy set woman. <laughs> you might have a good time for a week getting drunk and having sex with a heavier woman. And then it's over. You're like, I'm not going to do this regularly. Well, in four more years, we'll do this. We'll, we'll do, I'll spend another week doing this, <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's it. That's why the World Cup, because they mentioned it was the biggest World Cup ever in terms of viewership. And I'm sure the Russians lied about attendance and everything else. And then, uh, yes, people ask 95% of Americans four months later, and they don't even remember that it happened. <laughs> All right, number one, Matt, who's number one on your list for the last man Earth person? I know I broke the person rule already of the year. <laughs> Uh, well, time does that all the time, so yes. it's no big deal. Uh, uh, yeah, so I think um, I picked Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Nice. Because I think that, so feminism and, and like obviously things are evolving a certain way and you look at toxic masculinity and, and I think it worked in this case. I think The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, is a great movie star. Uh, it used to be action stars were smoking cigarettes living in a defunct trailer down by the beach like you know fucking strange women suicidal drinking nice. too much hated yes. their lives you know mel gibson and steve, Mc, steve mcqueen steve mcqueen that yeah. trope's been all yeah. going on for a while and and before that you know they were literally smacking women around yes. like that was just the sean thing. connery beat up women yes yeah there's a thing in a movie you'd be like shut up bitch and backhander oh i think in real life for sean connery too <laughs> not cool yes um 
and then you so it kind of went the other way and you have these over feminized uh type of uh heroes and 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 you had a and then it got overly masculine for a while. You had Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's this weird novelty, just muscles, kind of muscles. not human seeming guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Couldn't yeah. talk correctly. Uh, no one, frankly, I have no idea what he was even doing on screen. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Yeah, he just had big muscles and funny hair. But The Rock is like he's he seems like a really genuine guy. Yes. He does a lot of charitable things. His Instagram is very uplifting. I don't think it's totally fake. Um, he's not a pussy he's a big strong guy but he's nice he smiles a lot um you know he's not a he's not a brutish psychopath that's off off the fucking hinges in all of his movies he seems to be rescuing his family from something yes um i did fall asleep during that high uh, skyscraper movie i watched it on the plane yes i, I thought it was kind of thought it was good really well, i mean it was just what i expected it was good if you didn't mind the fact that every single moment of the movie is entirely predictable right right well, it, to the point that they're making fun. Like, I, did you did you see it recently? Yeah. So you saw the moment when like the guy who builds the giant tower shows him the room of the virtual reality m- <laughs> mirrors or whatever they were, the screens. Yeah. He has. I built a giant room with confusing screens in it at the top of my building, and they do in the first five minutes of movie, like, oh, I wonder if there's going to be a chase and an action sequence in the room with the fake virtual reality mirrors. Yeah. I was wondering, like, <laughs> he's showing all the uh, accoutrements and yes. whatnot, and he's like, and. Yeah, I built this like house of mirrors. Yes. I'm like what? No yes. one wants that. No. We get a massage and then go up to this weird screen that yeah. And they're like, oh, how many minutes must I count now till they have the battle sequence in the house of mirrors? Yeah, that was <laughs> that was ill conceived. Yes. But I like The Rock because I like him too. He's a macho. He's a, he's a manly guy, but he's not a uh, you know he's not a troglodyte. He's a he's a evolved. He's he's what a guy, what a, a movie action movie guy should be. I you think. feel like unlike Terry Crews, let's say if he was uh, if someone grabbed his dick at a party, he wouldn't make a big deal about it and cry cry sexual assault victimization. He wouldn't do that, but he'd still if someone grabbed uh, someone your, else's your dick. daughter's ass, yes. he would uh, punch him in the face. Yes, I do like I, I like I like The Rock a lot. I do. I, he's not a particularly good actor, um, but when I compare him, he and Mark Wahlberg are the highest paid actors in Hollywood. He's a better actor than Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, so, and he, and he was actually a legitimate. He was actually a wrestler at some point. Right. Not necessarily a real. He did real wrestle, but fake wrestler. And I used to watch his dad wrestle. By the way, that's how old I am. Oh wow. And he's also he's also from Hawaii, right? Uh, yeah. He's part Samoan. I know that. They do that. They do the Hawaii thing. All right, that was a good one. Uh, my number one is David Hogg. I went back. Oh, earlier David in the year. Hogg. Yeah. Yes, David Hogg. I forgot about David Hogg. Uh, it's unclear. Da- David Hogg was Hogg was the. Uh, uh, excessively uh, manicured male uh, Parkland, <laughs> Parkland student uh, who it turned out was a, a TV news journalist for uh, his, uh, his high school. Uh, I thought I did a digging because I kept calling him Drama Boy. And I don't want to say he was in drama when he wasn't in drama. He was actually on the, t- on the video news channel. for the t- He did oh, video I news. I thought he was a, a theater guy. I don't know if he's a theater guy. He did training for media. Tr- he did have media training to be on the actual ca- on camera for this high school channel. Right. So whether or not he was, he did have some media training. He w- d- definitely knew how to wear makeup and do his hair, and he was very well spoken. Uh, but Hogg reminds me of uh, uh, how t- classically uh, a real issue and a non-issue can coincide with one another. So one was the Parkland shooting, where actually the dude who like slipped through seventeen rounds of inspections and reports about being a crazy guy with guns online talking about being a crazy guy with guns going to kill people and his parents and her step parents and her foster parents all reporting to the police say he's going to kill people and the school saying 
don't allow this guy at campus because he's going to kill people. <laughs> Literally, you know, I mean, you're expelled from school because we think you're going to kill people. And to every single fuck up that could have possibly happened. And then 17 innocent, completely innocent people and more being shot, you know, being shot and killed. And then what comes out of that is every, every single wrong thing possible. Uh, I just cannot stand the side of David Hogg because he's like, well, first of all, it's unclear where he, he, where he was during the shooting. He was at school. There was some Snopes thing about how he wasn't at school. He was at school, locked in the, the environmental sciences classroom where you, you want to be. But he and the other girl with the shaved head and everyone else really became like turned it into a, as much as they pretended it was about the shooting stuff, really turned into a wonder of me you know, type, uh, ego, ego type thing. And the media used these kids, completely used these kids as well. And the whole thing that should have come out of this was some sort of sensible, perhaps gun, re- gun, re- gun reform, which of course didn't happen at all. Uh, nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing came out other than me- massive media, massive, massive media hype. And David Hogg getting three million, three or four million Instagram followers <laughs> to the point that now people are like saying he should run for Congress, he should run for president. Uh, I wanted to be my boyfriend. That was mostly guys, I think. <laughs> Hog just reminds us that, like, out of like that, this country is fucked up in the way that it can never really solve real problems, because what comes out of Parkland is Hog. <laughs> That's like sort of what comes out of it. it is like everybody's seeking opportunity. The media is mostly a lot to blame, and politicians, of course. Uh, but even the even the kids, this generation of kids, I think, are first and foremost thinking about how do I get on TV? How do I get Instagram followers? And we can never actually solve any real problems because everybody who's like can make changes, I think, is so f- their fucking standards are, and their their priorities are so fucked up that nothing ever changes. So that's why I picked David Hogg. Also, yeah. his name's Hogg, which just worked out really, really, really <laughs> well. <laughs> really, really yeah, well. it's a good point. Like when I I look back on on him doing all those media appearances and I, I almost remember headlines of like you know David Hogg and the bald girl accomplished this yes. and and like. They really didn't change anything, did they? No, they didn't change anything. It's unclear. First of all, honestly, I mean, I got to say this. It would have been better if someone who was shot was the person. Like, you know, remember when Brady, when Reagan's guy got shot? I don't remember in the 80s. When Reagan got shot, uh, I don't to say Tom Brady. It wasn't Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, uh, whatever his name was, his Treasury Secretary got shot in the head. Mm. It was wheelchair-bound for the rest of his life. And they set up the Brady Foundation to fight gun, you know, uh, to do uh, stop gun violence and do gun restrictions. And the Brady Bill and his wife took the mantle and he was always around like in the wheelchair. It definitely works better if someone who's been actually injured in the in the tra- or traumatized in there or like, you know, if it's a if it's a rape cause, if someone who's been sexually assaulted is there as opposed to somebody who was around when it happened. I'm sure it was terrifying even for people who weren't in the building or a different building or, or way down the hall when the people got shot. But just not quite as dramatic as when survivors who actually were injured tell a story you know there was a guy, a guy in texas there was a shooting in texas not long after and this kid got shot like in the head right like the bullet went through his head i think his skull somehow like the side of it but he was okay hmm. and like you know he was doing like talks about this like you know a week or two later but they get a hole in his head he got shot in the head and you're like damn i want to hear from this guy but the kid in the environment locked in the environmental sciences class he was a tv reporter cup tv reporter yeah it's just not it doesn't it doesn't work the same. Like Brady, I think Brady, like, he rolled around. If you didn't agree with him, he'd roll around in his wheelchair, and then the cameras would come around. And what are you going to say to the guy? Like, yeah, more guns. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, right. Sorry, you're, sorry you're, you're quadriplegic. Fuck you. You know, you just you got to have, like, the, vic- the real victim be doing this stuff. Hogg looks like a 
you know, he wasn't exactly like the right pin him as, but he was still he didn't look he didn't look right. His story wasn't right. Yeah, it it seemed like he was making it more about him than uh, than it should have been. Uh, you know, I I don't know. He it, well, he was extremely well spoken. Seemed which like he was, was like weird too. Looking for his moment. Almost. Yes, like he sounded like a TV reporter. Yeah, he sounded like a t- he sounded like he had media training. And same with Emma, whatever her name was. They were just a little too polished. And it's yeah. like. Oh, it was a horrible thing that happened in high school. Well, let me get change my voice and uh, enunciate <laughs> clearly and look into the left camera, left, lower third. Can you get that down there? It's like, you know, right. like those phony baloney TV reporters when they try to fake emotion. <laughs> All right, Matt, that's uh, our show for today. We got to go. All that's right. it. Uh, you have something? Uh, is there a rain? Do you have a rain dove update? Uh no, I kind of was busy with other stuff, but I will follow up on it. Uh, I have I have a source. This is really? exciting. Yeah, I have a source that 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 has info on Argento and uh, Rose McGowan and and Rain Dove, and so I'm, I'm gonna c- uh, c- corroborate all of this. Really? And uh, we'll still know Rain Dove's a liar. But wait, does this mean you will not be mini golfing with Rain Dove? Um, well, I don't know. It depends on if she reads my blog or not. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she reads. I don't think she reads a lot. I did send you the thing where she speaks. Oh yeah, I never. It, it was. Oh that. yeah, it was absolutely. Is it weird? It's a weird. It's a video where uh, she starts out fully dressed as a man, and in, in like a man's designer wear uh, suits and stuff like that, and then slowly during the interview, uh, starts undressing, very slowly, and to the point that she gets down to like uh, sort of whatever bra and panties like a woman with no womanly body would have, wears like man granny panties and bra, which is kind of weird and. Her whole point was like, if I wear men's clothes, I'm a man. If I wear women's clothes, I'm a woman. So, and that was the extent of the, <laughs> just the extent of the, honestly. Sounds dumb. Honestly, yeah, just like, <laughs> it was 12 minute interview. I thought like, yeah, she could speak for 15 seconds. That'd be enough. The slow undressing was really a horrible reveal. What does it sound like? Does it sound like a woman or? She sounds like a woman. She sounds like, she reminds me of Katie Lang. Okay. She looks kind of like Katie Lang, which is just like a woman with the, Slender, very slender, skinny body and a butch haircut, dressed like a man. And she, I mean, I guess her biggest pet peeve was that people thought that when she dressed like a man, that it would be men's. She was modeling menswear, whereas her point was like, if I'm a woman wearing menswear, then it's women's wear by definition. And I don't know who's arguing against her, but that seemed to be her big <laughs> activist. Yeah. That seemed to be her big activist point. She's right. not. She's not very attractive. And she's not even that provocative. <laughs> so I don't really understand like what you have. Like even like that fat chick in England, the obese one, the size 24 model with the tattoos. She's at least provocative. She's disgusting. But at least she like says provocative things. Yeah. Like well, well you have to like you sort of have to respond to her. Rain Dove just seems like a very vanilla milk toast. Yeah. From my experience uh, conversating with her, she I think she wants to be. A diplomatic, reasonable person on these issues. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's issue. not going to work no. with this kind of stuff. <laughs> what, what is that? You have what? to say things that are fucking totally retarded and off base. <laughs> yes. Also, where does being non-controversial and vanilla get you in this world? <laughs> when your when your thing is <laughs> well, that you're on tr- social media. <laughs> well, when your thing is that you're a cross-dressing uh, model slash uh, you know uh, calling out people on social media and you're vanilla, that's not going to get you. Got to be harsh. I mean, I agree with that shit. Yeah. So, all right, this is Lex. Last minute. Talk to you next week. Scrotum, scrotum, it's my wrinkly, crinkly bag of skin. Scrotum, scrotum, it's the thing I keep my testy.